Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. Uh, happy Mother's Day. I, um, I'm humbled and honored to get to talk to you all today. My boys, uh, Nels and Nash, are usually the ones that go out and talk to everybody. I get to sit in the audience calmly and enjoy that. Um, so it feels a little strange to be on this side, but I'm excited to share a little bit of our story with you today. So um, what an honor it is to get to talk to you all. I think we all know the definition of a mother, but I think that if you've ever cared for anyone in this world, whether it's a child, a fur baby, a friend, or someone you would barely even know, that you can proudly carry the title of mother. My journey into motherhood began many years ago with failed fertility treatments, a few failed adoptions, multiple miscarriages, and a lot of tears. There were times that I questioned if it was in the cards for me to be a mom at all. But the day after Mother's Day in 2007, I found out I was pregnant with our miracles, Nash and McKenzie. Our joy was fairly short-lived as I found myself in Wesley Hospital in November of 2007 in premature labor at 29 weeks. I can truly say that was my first up-close and personal encounter with God. Around 2 a.m. in the morning, I found myself in a dark hospital room begging for the lives of my children. I promised God that if he would spare Nash and McKenzie and let me be their mom, I would never ask him for anything again. I'm positive he knew I was lying at that point. <laughs> but I also promised him that I would be the best mom that I possibly could to Nash and Mac. And on December 12th of 2007, we welcomed two healthy miracles into our family. And I worked hard on that promise. And I felt like I was living up to my promises and more until August 7th of 2020. On that day, our 12-year-old son, Nash, went to play at a friend's house and was accidentally shot with what his friend believed to be an unloaded gun. The bullet went through Nash's diaphragm, lung, liver, and it lodged in his spinal column at T12, leaving him paralyzed from the waist down. So on August 7th, 2020, I found myself back in Wesley Hospital in a dark hospital room begging for the life of my son, Nash. God and I met there yet again for another round of my bargainings and another round of his protection, mercies, and grace. At first, I bargained for Nash to live, and he did, but he was in an indescribable pain. So I bargained for God to please just take his pain away, and he did, but it wasn't enough. So I begged him to let Nash walk again. I started this pattern of bargaining that I couldn't quit. I know bargaining isn't how it works, but I couldn't stop. I should have given Nash to him fully, but I couldn't. I only wanted God's will if it was the same as my will. I'm sure that some of you can relate to that. And then the anger set in. It wasn't anger with God. It wasn't anger directed at another person, but it was anger with myself. I had made God a promise that I would protect Nash and Mac if he would let me be their mom. And I felt as though I had failed. I had failed Nash, I had failed my family, and I had failed God. Or so I felt. This was my first big lesson in allowing myself the amazing gift of grace. I've always loved the word grace, and I love to offer it to those around me, but finding the ability to offer it to myself was difficult. 
It was hard to make sense of how I had let something so horrible happen to someone that I loved so much. But I was unable to fix what was behind us. As a mom, our number one priority is to fix things. We have kisses that can heal, and we're the ultimate nurturer. But for the first time in my parenting life, I had no control and ability to fix what was hurting my children. At that point, I knew I was embarking on the greatest parenting journey I would likely ever face. Our immediate goal was to get Nash to Madonna Rehabilitation Hospital in Lincoln, Nebraska, as soon as he was strong enough to transfer. Due to COVID, only one parent could go along. His transfer coincided with the week of volleyball tryouts for Mac, and I'd already made her a promise at the time of the accident that no matter what happened, I would not miss her tryouts. So it was decided that Nels would go with Nash to Nebraska, and I would head home with Mac. My heart was immediately torn in two. How could I not be there when Nash set out on the toughest journey he will likely ever face? But on another note, how could I break a promise to Mac and miss something so important to her? So the ultimate balancing act began. On August 17th, the four of us said our goodbyes as Nash was loaded on an ambulance in Wichita, and Nels and I agreed that we would switch out every Friday. This was the last time that the four of us would be together for the next 10 weeks. I will always be thankful for the friends that surrounded us during that time, because those were the loneliest 10 weeks of my life. But our friends, family, and our amazing church family, which is you guys, helped to carry us through. I realized quickly after I got home that I would have to be the spiritual leader for the family with whichever child I was with. Nels had always taken this role with our family, so it felt strange, and I really wasn't sure where to start. But I knew we couldn't possibly wage this war without praising God through the good and the bad each and every day. I started to have a connection with God that I had never experienced prior to this, and I know our kids did as well. In fact, one day, God's presence was so strong in our room at Madonna that Nash felt like he saw God in the chaplain's eyes. In the midst of all this pain and despair, my faith started to grow in the most amazing ways. I became an unstoppable prayer warrior for my family. One Friday, I arrived at Madonna, and the room just felt heavy. Nash was not the same kid that I had left before. Our road was getting long, and our huge leaps of progress were slowing down slightly. We were horribly homesick for each other, and it felt like the weight of the world was bearing down on us. I knew immediately that Satan was starting to whisper in everyone's ear and was getting a little tough to drown out. So when Nash finished therapies for the day, we went back to his room, and I shut the door and did something I've never done before. I started commanding for Satan to get out of our lives. Nash and I loudly told him that he no longer had a place in our hearts, in our minds, in our daily lives, and that he needed to get out because our God was way bigger than he was. And you know what? It worked. That was the last time I felt his presence in Nash's room. That may have been the most freeing spiritual moment I have ever experienced. Back home, Mac was quickly becoming the foundation to our family. The very first weekend that Nels and I traded out, she came with us to Nebraska and did a window visit with Nash. It ended up being one of the most heart-wrenching parts of our stay in Madonna. When it was time for Mac to leave, the pain of part of us staying in the hospital and part of us heading home was unbearable. So we decided at that point that that wasn't healthy for us to ever do that again. So Mac stayed home and was there to spend the week with whichever parent was home. I know that she had to have felt every ounce of weight that our family was experiencing, but she was an absolute rock star. Every Friday when it was my turn to leave, Nash was painful, but I knew I was coming home to my sweet girl, and that made the world feel so much better. With the help of amazing friends, she flourished at school, volleyball, dance, and piano during that time. What a blessing she has always been to us.
Sometimes one of the hardest tasks of being a mom is just accepting help from those around you. I'm sure that some of you can relate to that feeling. I'm horrible at accepting help, but I quickly realized this mountain ahead of us was not meant to be climbed alone. Our church family, friends, and community started reaching out to us as soon as that word of the accident spread. At first, I had no idea what we even needed or how to tackle all these offers. But as the days progressed, we were beyond thankful for the outpouring that we received. So many people prayed for us and provided anything we needed. We even started seeing Nash Strong shirts and bracelets around town and a few signs in support of our warrior. I love spending time on the giving end, but being on the receiving end felt both uncomfortable and comforting all at the same time. What a blessing it is to have an entire community lifting you up both in prayer and need. I will never be able to properly put my gratitude into, the words, into words for the love that we were shown during Nash's recovery. Watching your children struggle and succeed is hands down the greatest joy I've ever experienced as a parent, and this journey has allowed us to watch that unfold in a magnified way. On August 7th, Nash's prognosis of walking again looked very bleak. I will never forget standing in the trauma bay in Wichita as Nash asked the doctor in a terrified voice, am I going to be paralyzed forever? And the doctor responded, we just don't know. My 12-year-old son was asking the doctor if he would ever walk again. I will never be able to explain in my, the pain in my heart as I heard him ask that. But from that moment on, Nash made his in intentions very clear that he planned to walk again and that he would not back down until he reached that goal. I have watched him battle through on days that it would have been easier to quit, but he doesn't and he won't. Quitting has never and will never be an option. That's not a pressure that was placed on by Nels and I. That's a decision that he mentally made on his own and will continue to make day in and day out. In this picture, Nash is smiling as he completes his last FES bike therapy. This was his most painful therapy as it sent electrical stimulation through his legs to fire his muscles and force him to pedal the bike. He cried through more than one of these sessions and it was heart-wrenching. Next to him is his amazing PT Sarah. She pushed him, encouraged him, and fought alongside him every day. She's presenting him with a spirit award for his impact on those around him at Madonna. His attitude and perseverance during those grueling days was humbling to witness. Mac is no different. She is a quiet, solid force to be reckoned with. She was dealt a card and a burden that no 12-year-old should have ever faced, and she has tackled it head-on, being strong for the family, offering a warm hug on the hard days, and never once complaining about the changes we've all been through. What a warrior she is. Having a front-row seat to witness my kids' strength and courage has been an absolute honor for myself as a mom. After 10, 10 long weeks, the road finally led us back home to Great Bend. On October 23, 2020, the four of us walked out of Madonna Hospital and back into the arms of our family, friends, and community. Some of you all were actually there that day and lined our streets and welcomed us home. I wish I could bottle that day up and open it back up on the hard days. I have never felt like that in my life and most likely never will again. We were together and headed to the safety of our home. We knew at that point we had a very long road still ahead of us, but a massive part of our journey was behind us. We still had a mountain to climb, but we were finally climbing it together. It always amazes me how God plants people where you need them, even if you don't know it ahead of time. Most of you probably already know that Nash still attends PT five days a week here in Great Bend. When it was time to leave Madonna, there was a lot of talk about whether Nash was ready to come home or if we needed to explore outpatient PT there at Madonna. 
As scary as it was to leave, we knew that Nash was heading into the best hands possible. One of my very best friends and a second mom to my kids, Jamie Mayers, also happens to be one of the greatest PTs you will ever meet. It was only fitting that God would place her in our story to continue out our miracle journey once we got home. Who would have known 17 years ago when we first met that he would be aligning her to be the PT that helped Nash reach his ultimate goal of walking again? The thought of this divine intervention gives me goosebumps and humbles me to my core. He always knows what we need long before we even do. It's easy in the midst of tragedy or adversity to focus on what's been lost. Although minor compared to some, our family suffered a great amount of loss on August 7th. When I arrived at the emergency room in Great Bend and witnessed a scene that I pray none of you ever witnessed with your own child, I knew our lives had been changed forever. Our lives will now always be measured pre-accident and post-accident. It would be easy to let that consume you and destroy your inner peace. It was as if we faced this fork in the road and we had to quickly choose which one we would go down. We immediately knew a path of positivity was our only option. So that's what we did. We decided we would find the bright spots and we would praise God for all of the miracles. Our very first miracle came immediately after the accident. Nash's chest was filling with blood and he needed a chest tube inserted to save his life. Dr. Stiles was headed into a surgery in Hoisington, but was delayed by what we can only explain as divine intervention and got the call to come help Nash before scrubbing in. Had he scrubbed in for surgery prior to that call, it would have been impossible for him to leave surgery and perform the life-saving life procedure. In talking with Dr. Stiles later, he told me that when he got to the hospital in Great Bend, Nash's condition was deteriorating rapidly, and Nash was most likely one to two minutes from not surviving. I want you to process that, hearing that your child was one to two minutes from dying. So our son was alive. What a miracle and a blessing. From that moment on, the miracles just started piling up as Nash moved his right big toe the next morning. His liver miraculously healed itself. He began gaining sensation and we began seeing improvement, miracle after miracle. At Madonna, we met some of the most amazing families that were fighting battles with their children that would absolutely rip your heart out. All of these families, like us, started their day like normal, and in the blink of an eye, their entire life had changed. The little guy in this photo with Nash is Forrest. Forrest accidentally drowned in the pond behind their family's house. In the midst of tragedy, Forrest's family never forgot to praise God, love each other, and lift everyone around them up. I had the honor of being surrounded by parents that truly know what it means to praise during the storm. It would be easy to get caught up in what we've lost and how our lives have changed, but at the end of the day, we stay surrounded by so many blessings. How many of you have ever had something bad happen and you just wanted to know why? This is something that we can't dwell on, but I would be lying if I said I didn't wrestle with this mentally from time to time. I would love to tell you that I have my head wrapped around this, but I just don't. I have come to realize, thanks to Pastor Josh and some amazing people along the way, that sometimes bad things just happen to good people. I simply can't find a better explanation than that. My first big why moment came shortly after Nash's accident. I was dropping Mac off at the middle school for volleyball practice, and after dropping her off, I turned the corner, and there on the football field were all of Nash's buddies and classmates practicing football. This was going to be Nash's first year of playing tackle football. 
It punched me in the gut so hard that I pulled my car over and I just cried out to God, why? Why can't Nash be there? Why is this his path? Why did this have to happen? I just wanted to know why. I have come to realize that there is no clear answer to this. As our story unfolds, we see the blessings and the miracles and the opportunities that unfold only because of this amazing journey that we have been sent on, and I find great peace in that. So if you're stuck in the middle of a why, I would encourage you to worry less about the reason and pour your energy into the path that your journey is taking you down. At the end of the day, our story is your story, maybe on a larger scale or possibly on a smaller scale. But either way, we are all just humans doing the best we can to make our corner of the world a little better place. I hope that when the waves of life hit you and your family, you will take some time to show yourself a little grace when it's needed, love those around you fiercely, lean into your faith with a fierceness you've never experienced, accept help when it's offered, and take time to stop and enjoy the journey, the good moments, the bad moments, and the in-between moments. Most of all, I pray that you will never give up. I don't mean to be redundant, but I think it's important, so I'm going to repeat it one more time. In the midst of trials, I pray that you will take time to show yourself a little grace, love those around you fiercely, lean into your faith with a fierceness you've never experienced, accept help when it's offered, take time to stop and enjoy the journey, and most importantly, don't give up. Throughout this journey, there have been a lot of days that it would have been easier to give up. But I pray that when you are faced with challenges, regardless of the magnitude, that you will battle forward even when it feels like your efforts are pointless. At Madonna, Nash had two goals that he set for himself, to walk and to play golf again. Those were goals that he set for himself against all odds and against all medical probability. But he set them and he absolutely refused to give up. So while I was bargaining with God, Nash was leaning into God and working his tail off to meet that last bargain I told you about, walking. In case you haven't seen our boy, he is truly a living, breathing, walking miracle. And if you want to know how the golfing goal ended up, swing by our house this afternoon and you just may catch a glimpse of our warrior out on hole number five playing a round of golf. As Nash always says, sometimes miracles still take hard work. Yes, they do, my boy. Yes, they do. I thank you all for letting me share a little bit of my story with you today, uh, and I wish you all a happy Mother's Day. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for all of your protection, mercies, and grace. Thank you for surrounding us with a community that lifts us up on the hard days and rejoices with us on the amazing days. Thank you for the mothers in our lives that provide for us and protect us. May we go forward from here today and spread your light to everyone around us. Help us to show your love to the world and fill those around us with hope, determination, and joy. Please continue to guide us and direct us as we face adversity and trials, knowing that with you, we can overcome any challenges that may be laid before us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. Would you please join in Happy Our Home when God is there?
On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he said, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. In the same manner after dinner, he then took the cup, and he blessed it. He says, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for all of your forgiveness of sins, which means every time we eat this bread and drink this cup, we do so in remembrance of our Lord. And what I hope for all of you today as we come to this sacred and holy table is not that you just remember that God is with us when we partake, but that what communion reveals to us is that our God is with us through the darkest times. What we see when we look to the cross of Christ is a God who understands what it feels like to suffer, a God who will never leave us or forsake us. So today as we come to this table, may you find the hope that you need in the dark times in your life. Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who came here, suffered, died, and was raised again, that we might have eternal life. Help us to look to you every day, not just when we're in need, but to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.